Ladies and gentlemen, friends, listeners from across the globe, and anyone who has ever felt the sting of a divided society, I would like to welcome you to a podcast episode that aims to bridge the divide, create a little unity, and foster some mutual respect among today's polarized individuals. But first, who am I, and why should you listen to me? Well, my name is James Marlin. I'm a former restaurant owner, but currently I'm an investigator based in New York City. I am a journalist and an executive contributor with Brains Magazine, a public speaker, and a former addict and alcoholic. I have an unwavering commitment to self-improvement and personal growth, which is why I try to create content that reflects a blend of my personal experiences, my professional expertise, and a relentless curiosity to understand and impact the world in a positive way. And with that all being said, let's dive into today's topic, shall we? The world we live in has increasingly become a place of polarized narratives and isolated beliefs, with each side firmly entrenched in their versions of the story. This episode intends to delve into the foundations of conscious conversations, a concept inspired by my recent research into two authors, Chuck Weisner and his book, The Art of Conscious Conversations, along with Sherry Turkle's book, Reclaiming Conversation. Now, in essence, we all have our own stories, and these stories shape our personal realities, they govern our actions, and they influence our conversations. And as Chuck Weisner pointed out, our inner stories often combine with our emotions, facts, and our opinions. And these three things can get jumbled together and are not always discernible from each other when we're coming into contact with new people and their new information. And this is a cocktail that oftentimes leads to things like misunderstandings and distortions of the truth and blind spots especially when we are engaging with someone from the opposite end of the political spectrum. These stories, while they are deeply personal, can sometimes act as barriers, making us question how someone could see the world so differently. However, what if we could shift our approach from simply talking at one another to genuinely listening to one another. You see, our society's discourse today seems to be marked more by things like antagonism than collaboration. And something that jumps out to me that is particularly worrisome is that these days, collaboration is viewed as a weakness. I mean, if you're willing to work with someone across the aisle, as they say, you could even be seen as a traitor. But what if we, instead of attacking and defending, instead of punching and counterpunching, what if we approached discussions with a spirit of curiosity? What if we sought to understand rather than merely be understood? And to me, that's the essence of collaborative conversation. And that's a practice that values mutual respect and the pooling of ideas to reach common ground. You see, because every so often, 
conversations have the ability to transcend the mundane and the, and the routine. They can become a cauldron, if you will, of creativity, birthing new ideas and insights, but more importantly, practical solutions. These creative conversations have the power to heal these rifts and establish common ground in our polarized society. But these conversations need to be met with a certain amount of commitment. Creating conversations that result in promises, agreements, and a shared path forward. And we need more of these in our lives. We need a commitment to understanding, a commitment to empathy and respect, and a commitment to a better, more inclusive future. Our current societal climate is full of things like impatience and quick judgments. And sometimes this stops us from truly hearing the other person. We are too busy judging that person and then formulating our next point to even be bothered to actually listen to what they're saying. We must all learn to detach from our prejudices and recognize our emotional responses when we hear something that we don't agree with. One of my favorite quotes from the great psychologist William James is, A great many people think they are thinking when they are merely rearranging their prejudices. And because our emotions often drive our thinking and our narratives, this makes us deaf to the voices of others. But we can change that. We can decide to let our thinking drive our emotions. To quote Sherry Turkle, in-person conversation leads to emotional connection, allowing us to see and hear one another in the most human way possible. It expands our capacity for empathy, self-reflection, and creativity. She later goes on to say, the power of genuine, heartfelt conversation cannot be overstated. But how... Do we bridge this divide? How do we engage in these conscious conversations in a world that is saturated with things like alternative facts and our deeply entrenched personal narratives? Well, the answer is simple, but not easy. It is increased self-awareness and active listening. Remember, we have all been wrong before. And there's no shame in admitting it. I mean, embracing uncertainty, questioning your path, and being open to listening, these are all things we need to be more aware of. And my journey from addiction and through my business failures taught me this invaluable lesson, that being receptive to voices other than my own, voices that challenged my beliefs, was not just life-changing, but in my case, it was life-saving. So I urge you today, the next time you find yourself in a conversation, especially with someone you disagree with, make an active choice. Choose to be curious. Choose to listen. Choose to understand. And that can help you choose to bridge the gap. Let's not just converse Let's actually connect. So thank you for tuning in. Let's make this place a world of conscious, constructive conversation. And let's reclaim our narrative together.
Because as Helen Keller pointed out, a bend in the road is not the end of the road unless we fail to make the turn. <laughs>